0: Everyone and welcome. I'm Jack Britton, Editorial Director here at LP Magazine, and today we're going to discuss why data science is everywhere now. Data science, data scientists, data modeling, what does it all mean? And why is everyone suddenly throwing around these terms with so many people afraid to ask what they really mean, and how they can impact your business and support your asset protection strategy? Today we're here with Cheryl Blake and Troy Rhine with Barris Retail to help us put things in perspective, and in layman's terms, to help you navigate and explore today's data jungle. First, a little about today's guests. As Vice President of Business Development, Cheryl Blake has been providing the industry voice for Verisk Retail for more than 17 years and currently leads the client services, sales, and product development teams. She's a retail loss prevention liper and has served with several different retailers, most recently as Director of Loss Prevention for GameStop. Cheryl is a frequent presenter at both state and national industry functions, as well as private retail companies. As Senior Product Manager for Barris Retail, Troy Ryan performs a variety of functions, including the leadership of the Business Intelligence and Analytics team. He has been a part of Barris Retail for over four years now, and brings over 10 years of retail experience from Target Corp., where he had a variety of roles from inventory and merchandising to operational and LP analytics. Troy has been an active member in the LPRC as part of the Data and Analytics Working Group and the Strategic Partnership Group. Welcome, Sharon Troy.
1: Thanks, Jack. Glad to be here.
0: Thanks for having us. Let's start with our first question. Advanced analytics, big data, artificial intelligence, data science, these terms are suddenly being used in just about every segment of every business. What happened that led to this flood of technology and the information that comes with it?
1: That's a great question, Jack. It's really interesting, but the techniques behind many of the advances in data science have actually been around for a long time, but quite frankly, they weren't practical to apply. When you talk about advanced analytics, you typically need two things. First, you need lots of data, and secondly, you need lots of computing power. Until recently, this was something that most organizations didn't have. A lot of times they lacked the sufficient quantities of the right data, or they didn't have access to the computing power that they needed to run the complex analytical tools. It's really been only in the past few years that we've seen both of these elements become more widely available.
0: You mentioned lots of data. Is that the big data we hear about on a regular basis? What exactly is big data?
1: You know, big data is one of those words that everybody talks about, and they don't really necessarily know what it means. When you think about big data, There's really three things that it comprises. You have to have a high volume of data. You have to have the data coming in with a high velocity. And you have to have a variety of data. And when you put all those together, you get big data. And that's what's really happening now. We've got lots of data. When I think in the past, back when I was in retail, we were starving for data a lot of times. I remember begging just to get my simple shortage numbers. Nowadays, we're actually drowning in it.
0: So then does having that amount of data make it easier to work with?
1: You would think so, but then again, drowning is seldom a good outcome. The fact is data comes from many different sources, and each of these sources might treat data in a different way. So we have to work with it to try to make it all have common denominators. Additionally, sometimes data is missing from the source, and we have to account for it in some way. And all data is not easy to use. Think about video, text, and audio. The trick is to find the data elements that are meaningful for the group that you're evaluating and get rid of the noise. What I find exciting about today's data science techniques, most notably machine learning and neural networks, is that not only do they work best when they have lots of data, but they work really well on the data types that are traditionally difficult to work with, such as video and audio. We're now able to utilize this data in ways we never thought possible before.
0: So then, with all of this data, it makes the strength of our computing power that much more critical. Is is that fair to say?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I would say that the thing that changed the data analytics landscape more than anything else is the cloud.
0: So in simple terms, what exactly is the cloud, and what makes it so important to the process?
1: Ah, the cloud, the mythical cloud that everyone talks about. You know, in reality, the cloud's really just someone else's computers that you access over the Internet. The computers are pre-configured, and they're set up to provide the computing services that before companies had to build on their own. So when you think about in the past, companies would invest millions on massive mainframes or really complex IT infrastructures. They need servers. They need storage and databases and networking and software security. It goes on and on. They needed this to get the computing power to run their business, and where they had space to handle the massive amount of data that they would need in the computations to do predictive analytics. But now, they can easily use the cloud environment. Essentially, they just rent the computing power for only as long as they need it. They get to eliminate short and long-term costs, as well as the management overhead that comes with their own systems. For example, using cloud computing, our team can spin up 100,000 cores to perform a complex simulation, and they solve a problem in minutes that might have taken months before. We do this without having to purchase a single server. We're only billed for the computer time that we use. We're never limited again by the size of the environment that we can manage in-house or in having to wait our turn. And you might find this hard to believe, but some of the best computing advances we've seen have come from the video game industry.
0: Video games?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine? But when you think about the hyper-realistic images you see in today's video games, it takes a lot of very fast computations to make that all happen. GPUs, which are graphical processing units, are purpose-built just for these types of computations. Well, it turns out that these same types of computations that are needed for the video games are needed for machine learning, especially in neural networks. So instead of relying on general-purpose CPUs, which you know, most of us have always thought about, data science applications often utilize GPUs for their computations, achieving much faster runtimes and better results. As a side note, you might find it interesting to know that GPUs are also very well suited for the computations that they're using in cryptocurrency mining. In fact, the demand for GPUs has grown so much that we've seen dramatic increases in the price of the graphic cards. Why is it so important to
0: have all of this data?
1: Well, you've heard the phrase, the best predictor of future performance is past performance. When, when we think about analytics, past performance is really represented by the data. After cleaning, preparation, and analysis – The data is used to create and train predictive models. So it it stands to reason that the more data available to train the model, the more information the model has to consider, and potentially this is what makes the predictive outcomes more accurate. Where did data science and data scientists come into the picture? Troy?
2: Well, data science has always been around almost everywhere. At its roots, the goal is to extract knowledge from the data, and from the beginning days of retail to its current state, I'm pretty sure we would agree that this has been the goal for all retailers. Data science, the way we think about it today, though, takes it much further. It employs IT, mathematics, and statistics into a single approach that leverages the strength of each area to produce results that are far beyond what we could even do 10 years ago. You need this synergistic approach to handle all the data that is available today. An article by Forbes states that by 2020, 1.7 megabytes of information will be created every second for every human being on the planet. That is a mind-blowing amount of data. This is where the data scientist comes in. Not all that data will be useful or even relevant. So it is the data scientist's job to evaluate the data, reduce the noise, and focus only on those variables that may have an influence. Traditionally, the thought has always been to use data to solve a problem. But with the vast amounts of data available now, we can take things even further and let the data show us interesting things that we may not have even known or had thought to ask questions about.
0: Is anyone who analyzes data, uh, would they be considered a data scientist?
2: Well, we would like to think so. But most of us probably fall into the categories of big data specialists or data analysts. Each of these roles employ specific programming techniques, mathematical or statistical approaches, and work with already structured data. They are very valuable roles that provide great insights through the data, leading to better and more strategic business decisions. Data scientists take this to another level, however, creating more innovative ways to look at the data. They will use programming languages like R or Python to architect solutions around unstructured data in combination with structured data and other programming techniques to be able to extract insights and information from the data. It is this combination of technical mathematical, statistical, and problem-solving skills that allow data scientists to view the playing field in ways that others simply cannot.
0: So it sounds to me like data science is everywhere now. Where do you think this is headed for loss prevention professionals?
1: You know, I really love the fact that the LP industry has been evolving, focusing on a more holistic approach to reducing loss and enhancing profit. But to be successful in, in this total loss world, I think it's imperative that the focus expand past looking at individual data silos, such as your POS data or your inventory results. You really need to apply advanced analytic models, utilizing the entire breadth of data from inside your organization, and people don't think about it a lot, but even information from outside the organization. And this is going to help us improve what we can identify, forecast, and control loss. You know, every loss prevention professional doesn't have to be a data scientist but it's really important that they understand what this practice is, what this practice can provide, and how to utilize it.
0: Okay. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today's discussion. We would like to thank Cheryl Blake and Troy Ryan for taking the time to speak with us and especially Barris Retail for their support in bringing you this program today. If you'd like to review the podcast again, an archived version will be available and can be accessed by going to the magazine website at losspreventionmedia.com or at VeriskRetail.com. We would also like to thank all our listeners. We appreciate your time and your attention today. Have a great day, and please join us next time for LP Magazine's Eye on LP.